0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Thursday, November 10th. I'm your host, John June, and of course wouldn't be much of a show it would still be a show but it wouldn't be much of a show without my guy greg peniman aka g money greg what's good man
1: tell man make sure i put in those uh those bets for for tonight uh got the thursday night game coming up got the week 10 now we're officially uh above the halfway mark of the season of the full regular season so fantasy regular season plus playoffs. so yeah, yeah, yeah we're here
0: Yes, definitely had to put those bets in. And if you want to know what bets we're talking about, because we, we've been we've been making some money, we have making some money over here. So if you you want to know what bets we're talking about, you gotta go listen to the Thursday night episode. Where we break down Thursday night football because you gotta get those Thursday night bets in, put them in. But um, you know, like like you were saying, Greg, we're almost at the halfway point here, basically. And you know, I saw a, a tweet somebody put out the other day. I, I forget who it was. But they're like fantasy analysts. We need a bye week for fantasy analysts, and I was like, "Yo, I was just saying that to Greg, like, how, like, maybe three, four weeks ago."
1: <laughs> well, the bye <laughs> week should be week eighteen if all the leagues decide to have a week, you know, seventeen <laughs> playoff, like final, like those leagues that decide to have week eighteen finals, like that's just horrible. It's torture. Oh yeah, uh,
0: definitely horrible. Um, but we we still will have you covered. Uh, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for for you all out there that are, are playing in those Week 18 championships, um, just don't do it. Just write a letter to your commissioner. And just be like, "Hey, we've graduated from this. Like, there's no need for us to have a Week 18 playoff." But Word. you know, some people are here for chaos. They they embrace the chaos, and and uh, I guess you got to be one of those people to to be able to enjoy that. Uh, but obviously, as we always say. Please comment, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. If you got questions and you're watching the show live, whether it be on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, chop, uh, hop, in, hop in the chat section, leave some questions, um, or just drop in to say hello, whatever you prefer. Uh, but let's not further delay. Obviously, we got to cover all these 1 p.m. games, uh, and not just the 1 p.m. games because we do get a, a Germany game, a game in Munich, our first NFL game in Munich uh 9 30 a.m the six and three seattle seahawks traveled to Munich Germany to take on the four and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game has a 44 and a half point total where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites on this neutral field. In terms of whether we're okay there, in terms of injuries for Seattle, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, he was limited with a groin for Tampa Bay, Antoine Winfield, the safety, has a concussion, but he's he was a full participant in practice. And then Mike Evans, the wide receiver for Tampa Bay, he's dealing with a rib injury as well as an ankle, so he's limited for that uh, for those reasons there. And then they've got a bunch of other guys questionable as well. So um, as I look at this matchup here, I I am going to take the over. I'm very confused. As to why Seattle is not favored in this game, uh, so I will take Seattle, and I will take uh, I will take them to cover the spread, and I will take them to win this game as well. Uh, yeah, you're muted. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's not like they're not even home. It's like they're a home team, but they're in Germany. So yeah, it doesn't that doesn't make sense, really?
0: Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. I mean, this if anything should be a pick'em at, yeah, at the at the at the worst, them. it should be a pick'em. Yeah, I see. Um, I, I see that. But yeah, either way, uh, yeah, I would I would take Seattle. Um, you know, as far as the Seattle side, Geno Smith, he's he's a QB one. He's going to continue to be a QB one. I think you know we said it a few weeks ago, or I think in week four, week five, like this is this is who he is. He's here to stay. You know, that's mm-hmm. we're locked in. Uh, Kenneth Walker, high end RB one, even in a even in a tough matchup. Um, you know, the volume is going to be there. The touchdown production is going to be there. So. Definitely look to to that to look for that to continue on um, the wide receiver position, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, they're they're wide receiver twos. Um, you know, if this game shoots out, they could both be wide receiver ones. If it just goes normally, one of them could end up a wide receiver one, the other one could end up as as a as a wide receiver three, just depending on how it kind of shakes out. Uh Noah Fant, he's my stream of the week. He's a he's a tight end one option for me this week. And then on the Tampa Bay side, Godwin, um, you feel like he's got to turn it around at some point. You know, he's going to get healthier. So I I look at him, continue to be a wide receiver, too. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he's an an RB2 in this matchup. Again, that volume is there, especially those receptions. Mike Evans is is a wide receiver three for me in this one. I know he's dealing with the rib injury. He got banged up last week, Uh, so, you know, he's obviously managing that. And then Rashad White, you know, just continue to stash him. There's a lot like the the drum beat is getting louder for him in terms of him potentially taking over this backfield. So, again, just continue to stash him. Um, Some people are playing him this week because that's how desperate they are with the buys. Um, At tight end, seems like Cam Brait is making his way back potentially. So, you know, could be a tight tight end one option for the Bucs. Greg, how do you see this one playing out?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the under here. I'm going to take Seattle to cover, though, Seattle to win. Uh, on Seattle side, Geno Smith I agree with you. Geno is playing well all season. Um, definitely you know, got to be this comeback player of the year. Continue to play him as a QB1. Uh, not afraid of the Bucks defense um, pretty much anymore. They could, they could definitely be scored on. Uh, Kenneth Walker Jr., he's a matchup for RB1. Um, probably one of the hottest running backs in fantasy right now. Uh so you play him as such. You keep playing him. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are, are strong wide receiver twos. Uh obviously, you know, saying one of them has that upside for wide receiver one. Of course, if they're gonna get touchdowns and no offense great streaming option this week. On Tampa side, it's really Fournette, Evans, and, and Godwin. Um looking at those guys. Fournette being a strong RB two, agree with you, uh, Evans and and Godwin. I do like Evans a little more uh, every every week. I mean he's Always again, one big play away from having a, a huge day. Uh, so I like his uh, upside there. Um, whoever's starting tight end for Tampa Bay is going to get used for sure. They're going to get close to six carries. So if Cam is back in there, he's he's usable as a, a great streaming option.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, that tight end position is going to get utilized for sure. Uh, let's move on to the next game here. The three and six Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Kansas City to take on a six and two Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a fifty. And a half point total where the Kansas City Chiefs are nine and a half point home favorites in this one. In terms of whether we're okay there, in terms of injuries for Jacksonville, Evan Ingram, he was limited with a back injury. Safety Rashawn Jenkins is questionable, or he was a DMP rather with a concussion. And then for Kansas City, Miko Hardman, he was a DMP with an abdomen injury. Uh Greg, how do you see this one
1: playing out? I'm gonna take the under again, I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover, though, and the, and the Chiefs to win. Um, Chiefs at home are just, you know, of course, really money. Uh, well, the 3-1, they would have only lost once this year, uh, and that was against the Bills. But I don't see Jacksonville really challenging them too much. And maybe they get hot in the beginning of the game. Uh, on their side, though, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I think he's uh, you know, high in QB2. Uh, can, can, can maybe make some plays, could uh, finish as a borderline QB1. Uh, Kansas City's defense is definitely attackable uh on the outside. Uh he has the the players, Christian Kirk uh being the you know the wide receiver too, the the leader in this offense. Um and then uh, the receivers after that. Um but I'm, I'm only willing to really must start is Christian Kirk. Travis Etienne as far as the running backs, he's a RB1. Uh continue to play him as such. Uh Evan Ingram, if he's able to go, he's always a, a good streaming option at the tight end position. Uh could give you. Um, a tight in one week because he's definitely utilized in the passing game. For the Chiefs side, you already know Patty. Patty's about to go off every week, QB1. Uh, Travis Kelsey, his main guy uh, receiver-wise. McCall Harmon, I'm willing to throw out there just because, you know, he's hot right now. uh, And I think uh, those Kansas City receivers, they just, you know, take turns, you know, it seems like. So McCall Harmon, uh, last couple weeks has been hot with the touchdown upside. You got to play that as a high upside flex. And as far as the running backs, um, it's definitely hard to, you know, we we talked about it early in the week. they are kind of like stashes, maybe Clyde, you can make the argument to, to play as RB three, but um, you're, you're weighing CMO for a lot of them.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Kansas city to cover. I'm also going to take Kansas city to win. In terms of, um, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, I, I think he's, he's a QB1 option in, in this matchup here. I mean, Kansas City has not been great against the quarterback position. And, and Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, being a nine and a half point underdog is going to have to throw the ball um, and, and, you know, have to make some plays through the air. So I, I definitely like that. Christian Kirk, I agree. You know, definitely the option I want from the Jacksonville receivers, high end wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Uh, I, I'm not gonna shy away from Zay Jones, just given the the the, the game the game script. Um, it, you know, if you need a flex, like I'm talking deep flex, so I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you know he's got to be wide receiver two for you this week. But if you need a deep flex, uh, I think he's definitely in play uh, for some wide receiver three production there. Evan Ingram, you know, dealing with this back injury, but he's a tight end one option if he if he can go. And and on the Kansas City side, you know, uh, travel. Uh, Mahomes obviously he's a a QB1 uh Juju Smith-Schuster he's come on really as of late um you know he's he's really been fantastic these last these last few weeks and I I think that continues this week uh Miko Harman definitely again he's another guy he's been hot so, um, you know, it just feels like this finally it's finally come, man. You know, we've been waiting for Miko Hardman to do this consistently.
1: I don't know. Uh, I, don't I don't want to know. go in there cuz we've not, we've had stretches like this definitely before in his career. So
0: Four go- four games though? Four straight?
1: That's, I don't know we ever have four straight. Four straight. <laughs> well, this be four though. This is uh, I this think will this would be four. five. I thought this would be uh, five. Oh, okay, saying. okay. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I, I mean He's been solid, so I just continue to put him out there. I want I want pieces of Patrick Mahomes, yeah. however I can get it. Obviously Travis Kelsey, he's a tight end one. I do lean Pacheco at the running back position. Um, I, I agree. Like, I'm not. I, I don't get excited to want to play any of them, but I feel like Pacheco got game scripted out last week. He's clearly not the passing down back. Jerick McKinnon played the most snaps. Clyde Edwards Alaire played the least amount of snaps. I believe, if I'm not mistaken uh so pacheco if the game goes the way that we would anticipate with kansas city being able to cover this nine and a half points i feel like he should get an opportunity here to run the football more consistently um if i don't know if i said it but travis Etienne, he's he's a running back one
1: for sure yes sir yes sir
0: all right let's move on to the the next matchup here We've got the one six and one Houston Texans traveling to MetLife to take on the six and two New York Giants. This game has a thirty nine and a half point total, where the New York Giants are six and a half point road or home favorites. Uh, you know what? I just just gonna play it one time, man. Shout out, man! Shout out to the Giants finally being favored. You know, it took the Houston Texans to for it to happen, but. Six and a half points. That's a respectable number. You know, For that that's just shows that, like, hey, you're almost a touchdown favorite here at home. Like, that shows the signs of being a good team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, technically, according to that guy's coin flip thing, they're supposed to lose this week, though. So, we'll see. But oh, you have
0: a, there's a Giants coin flip thing, too?
1: Yeah, there's a Giants coin flip. Oh, I suggest one. Just suggest one. My fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah so the, mind, there's the,
0: the Jets coin flip thing. Where, one, one. Yeah, that, that, that one's crazy where the dude has – he he literally flipped a coin at the beginning of the season. And so far through nine it's weeks perfect. has been perfect, accurate. Perfect. Perfect. um And that has – that ends with a loss in the AFC Championship game, which I, honestly, I don't know if I could do that again after <laughs> 2009, 2010. But you know what? Something is better than nothing. Um. Anyway, we're not talking about the Jets. They're on by. We're talking about the Giants. In terms of whether we're okay here, in terms of injuries, Damian Pierce popped up on the injury report earlier this week with a chest and a shoulder, so he was limited. Brandon Cooks, he was a DMP early in the week with a wrist injury. Uh, Philip Dorsett dealing with an ankle, he's limited. Nico Collins still dealing with that groin, but he's he was upgraded to limited this week, so that's definitely good news. And then on the Giants' side, Kenny Galladay, Practiced, limited participant with a knee injury. The Giants are desperate at receiver. They have not made any moves to add any receivers. Ugh. I'm just saying. I'm just no. throwing it out there. Just logical. No. no. Just, you know, Just I'm not no. saying to pick them up. Just keep an eye. Just keep an eye.
1: Uh, speaking <laughs> my of eyes. Daniel
0: Bellinger, he is not going to play in this game because he is dealing with a fractured eye uh, or orbital bone, I believe, in his eye. But he will. He said he will play with a visor uh, later in the year when he does return and when he is ready to play, so that to, to uh, reduce the risk of re-injury. There, Greg, what are you? Uh, how are you looking at your hometown Giants this week?
1: I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take. Houston to cover, but I'm going to take the Giants to win. Um, on the Giants side, Daniel Jones, uh, you know, uh, got a safe floor. I think he's high in QB2. Always got that QB1 upside, possibly with the, his legs. Um, it, it, you know, um, Saquon Barkley, RB1 option. Um, the only receiver I would be ever willing to touch in this offense is Darius Slayton. Um, and that's, that's about it. Um, uh, and then on the Houston side, Damon Pierce, he's RB, I an mean, RB1 option for sure. The receivers are all banged up, uh, but it seems like whoever's, you know, that one left, the set had a decent game last week. Uh, so he had, you know, three for 69 yards. Um, he could possibly be a deep flex if he's the healthy one, or if it's Nico Collins, if he's the healthy one, he could be a, a deep flex. Um, but, yeah, that's, a, that's about it. I mean, the Giants should just full-on take on the Ravens offense here and just run Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley every play. Like, that's all they need to do
0: uh you know i bet it works a lot better when you have lamar jackson back there but yeah hey man daniel
1: guys. jones yo fastest <laughs> <laughs> quarterback yo make him make a zoom danny wheels no. yo. danny
0: wheels can zoom as long as he doesn't trip over his own two feet he's good Max. um no nah, i'm taking the under here taking the houston texas to cover taking the giants to win so we you know same page on that for houston damian pierce definitely an rb1 um One of these wide receivers could potentially return wide receiver three value, whether it's it's Brandon Cooks, if he's healthy. Uh, Nico Collins was actually the most productive wide receiver in this group when everybody was healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I'm curious to see how it plays out. But honestly, I'm not really looking to play much from the Houston offense. Uh, For the, the Giants side, Saquon Barkley, he's a top three option at the position. Daniel Jones, I'm I'm with you 100 word for word. He's a QB two with QB one upside because of those legs. Uh, I gave you a weird look, you know, at first when you were talking about the wide receivers because you said, "Oh, there's only one wide receiver I would trust," and I started nodding with you, and then you said Darius Slayton, and I just got very confused because what about our guy Wando? Man, I'm I'm still on board. Uh, he had one one bad game uh against Seattle which the matchup wasn't great in in terms of uh you know at the time that matchup didn't didn't look like a great matchup um but i'm still going back to that well i mean he's the safest i would agree slayton has the more upside cuz he's going to get those deep targets he's averaging you know over the last 3 games that he's played and he's averaging 15 15 yards per reception um has a 20% target share in those games which actually you know, to your point is higher all of that is higher than what Wandell's done. I mean, wandell has got an 18% target share in that time. Um, you know, nine, nine yards per reception. I, I just, in a PPR league, especially with Daniel Bellinger out, I feel like some of those targets have to go to the, you know, Wandell in that area of the field that he plays in, in the slot. Um, so yeah, I I I do I do like Slayton this week as well though because again the upside is there he's averaging almost 16 yards per catch so um, if you are in need of a, a wide receiver three flex play I think he makes a ton of sense as well because Wandale is probably mostly rostered as well too if I'm if I'm, if I'm reading that right but uh, anything else on this game Greg you want to add?
1: Uh no nah, yeah go, go Giants defense baby I mean no Xavier McKinney but we'll we'll carry us as, as 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 usual for sure
0: the Giants should never be allowed to have like a bye week or any week period of time like between a game because it's not this dude going to Mexico and like falling off an ATV What yeah. was the 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 whole boat the boat fiasco. <laughs> back with in uh, the, the last, uh, JPP. last time they made the playoffs or or JPP
1: uh, yeah yeah just yeah a lot of holiday holiday yeah we do a lot of stuff <laughs> off the field that they get they already get hurt on the field so much like just they should just chill
0: <laughs> just chill bro just chill uh let's move on to this next matchup here 2 and 6 Detroit Lions travel to Chicago to take on the 3 and 6 Chicago Bears this game has a 48 and a half point total where the Chicago Bears are three-point home favorites. In terms of whether in this one um, we're okay, in terms of injuries, there's a bunch of guys questionable for Chicago. In terms of uh, the Detroit side, Kirby Joseph, the safety, who had honestly a a breakout game by all accounts uh, on Sunday, he's questionable with a concussion. Malcolm Rodriguez, the hard knocks, uh, star rookie, for the lines he's questionable with an elbow injury DeAndre Swift he's mm-hmm. limited with a ankle in the shoulder uh Josh Reynolds he was a DMP with a back injury and then Craig Reynolds was added to the injury reserve with a rib injury this game is intriguing you've got a mm-hmm. one of our two Very. brother 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 matchups in the NFC North this weekend as the uh as St. the Ross Saint Brown and Equanimius Saint Brown uh did you i don't know if you got a chance to see the the clip of them i guess they did something for the thirty third team where they were going back and forth talking about talking trash to each other about this game coming up
1: no I, I I don't didn't, know you saw. it's it's really they, funny you gotta they watch to connected. it. connected it's been twa- twa- two moments this year i've been watching red zone and they caught a catch like at the same time like that <laughs> makes that is insane to me that that yeah, happened like yeah. it's weird
0: it is it is weird how it happens sometimes but uh the video of them just talking trash to each other is hilarious. Like, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna." They're like, "Oh, we're gonna beat you guys." It's like our like, Equanimous is like our offense plays hard as hell." Like, "Oh, go go ask your defense about our offense. Like, we play hard as hell." You know? And then <laughs> and then the uh, Monterey Saint Brown is like, "Okay, but you, I don't have Robert Quinn, so you're not you're not getting after the passer. You don't have."
1: He's like, "You don't have like in depth like analysis here about yeah, who's gonna <laughs> he's win." Like, you yeah. don't have
0: Roquan Smith, so you ain't got you ain't got a big boy in there to make the tackles. And then Equinemius is like, Yeah, but is DeAndre Swift healthy though?
1: <laughs> hey man, I'm a mom rash should have said who's covering me, first of all. Like, who's covering <laughs> <Right>. me? Like, <laughs> I'm better than you. Uh, like, I'm better than you.
0: Yeah, bro. Uh, no, it's it's totally a funny exchange, and I highly, highly suggest that anybody that hasn't watched it go out and watch it. But um, in terms of the Chicago, in terms of the game here, I'm taking the over. I'm gonna take Chicago to cover. I am gonna take Chicago to win. Uh, Justin Fields, he's a QB one. Uh, yeah, more about him tomorrow or, or Saturday rather. Darnell Mooney, a wide receiver one for sure. Um, you know, both these running backs. I feel like as the as everything else has gone up in Chicago and the it's Chicago been, offense, yeah, <laughs> the running backs have just yeah. gone down. Yeah, uh, but they play Detroit. And they that do. matchup's intriguing. Um, Everyone should eat, man. Everybody should eat. So I, I, I'm looking at these guys as RB3 options. Uh, Cole Komet, he's a, a tight end one option. Uh, and then for Detroit, Jamal Williams, he's he's an RB1. Amon Rae St. Brown, high end, high end wide receiver two. DeAndre Swift, he's an RB2. I will rank him as such this week. I think... Dan Campbell is not lying to us. We are going to get more touches for Swift this week. Um, and then Cleve Raymond let us down last week, but I think Sit. in this matchup, he's, he's, he's going to come Sorry. through. Uh, definitely a, a wide receiver, you know, borderline wide receiver three, four, uh, but definitely an option in the flex position. If you need help there.
1: Yeah. I'm also going to take the over. I'm going to take the bears to cover and the bears to win. I'm, I'm with you pretty much on everything. Chicago. All that pieces should eat. Justin Fields should have a, a great matchup here. Donald Mooney should be the, the guy that's going to lead in the targets and receptions for, for the receiver position. So he's got some wide receiver two upside. Um, the running backs are both RB3s, but whoever's going to score a touchdown could probably fall into that RB2 category. Um, so you, you can uh, start both of them, especially in the week well, well, by weeks, of course. Uh, Coca Met, again, tight end streaming of the week, so continue to play him in, in a great stretch of matchups. Uh, on the Troy side, Jared Goff also playable. Well, I think he's got QB1 upside as well in this matchup. Uh, Jamal Williams, uh, I think, yeah, he's definitely the running back I want right now of the two. Uh, so he's going to be more stable, safe, safer floor. Uh, RB low and one RB1 one, uh, should get into the end zone as well. DeAndre Swift, RB low and RB2. Amara St. Brown, wide receiver one upside. Uh, and yeah, that, that's Khalif Raymond. Yeah, the. This is the theory. It seems to work. The, the, the week you don't know expect it. This is now. He's got a good matchup. Chicago's receivers are, again, I mean, corners are not that good. Uh, he should also be good flex play.
0: Yeah, definitely like that. Um, all right, let's move on to the three and six New Orleans Saints traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the two and six Pittsburgh Steelers. This game has a 45 and a half point total where the Steelers are six and a half point home favorites. That can't be right. Is that right?
1: The Steelers are. They're not. the Well, right now, currently, the Saints are one and a half point favorites.
0: I was like, this is. This cannot be yeah. right.
1: Is that total right? The total right now is 40.
0: Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I must have messed up oh. in typing this in. <laughs> See, at least I know I, I, have a, I have a future as a handicapper because <laughs> like, this does not look right. So the over is 40 or 40 and a half?
1: Forty on the dot. I mean, so I guess forty and a half. Um, and
0: are you? And you said the Saints. Yeah, are,
1: Saints are minus one and a half right now. Minus one and a half.
0: Okay. So, uh, yes, this game has a forty-point total, where the New Orleans Saints are favored by one and a half. Um, in terms of weather, we're okay there. In terms of injuries, uh, Pete Werner. He's dealing with an ankle injury um so he was a DMP in practice Jarvis Landry also dealing with an ankle injury he was limited seems like he's trending closer and closer to playing he was actually like whereas in previous weeks he'd been ruled out he went up to pretty much game time uh on Monday night so there's a possibility that he could he could re-enter the fold here for the Saints Mark Ingram, he was a DMP with a knee. He's expected to miss some time. And then they have a bunch of other guys questionable. On the Pittsburgh side, William Jackson, the corner, newly acquired, was a DMP. Miles Jack, the linebacker, also a DMP. Chris Boswell, the kicker, dealing with a groin injury. So he's also a DMP. And they also did sign, I believe, a kicker to their practice squad. So that's a a sign that they, they probably don't expect Boswell to play. Not that anyone's rostering Steelers kickers at this point, it feels like. Uh, but T.J. Watt, um, he's been designated to return from the injured reserve. He has not been activated. That can happen, I believe, up until Saturday. They can activate him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin was asked if he would play, and he said that he could play. Uh, I don't know if he's if that's coach speak, uh, but – I kinda expect TJ Watt to, to be out there. Uh Greg, where are you where are you at with this matchup here? Uh
1: I'ma take the I'ma take the under. I'm gonna take the Saints to cover and the Saints to win. Hey, Chris is the last of the big B's, man. He's he's the last one. Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Chris Boswell, man. Hey, They're don't forget Mark
0: Davis Bryan in there he Oh yeah, there. Mark Davis
1: Bryant. That's Yo. a name. That's a oh, name. Oh, that's a name right there. <laughs> that's a name. Wow, man. Uh oh. Yeah, good time, good times. Um yeah, so taking the uh, under again, Saints to cover, saints to win, uh on the Saints side, uh, Alvin Kamar, he's a RB one high in RB one. Uh had a slightly down week last week, but I think he you know, he shouldn't be too fa- too. I'm not too phased by that. Uh he should be back to, to RB one level. Uh as far as the receivers, Chris Olave, he's able to go. Uh he's he's going, you know, wide receiver two option. Um and Taysom Hill, the emergency glass tight end as he is every week. I'm uh, just hoping that he can get a goal line a touchdown, some long runs and stuff like that. Uh and as far as the Pittsburgh side, Najee Harris, RB3 option, really. Um the receivers, it's tough. Pat Frymuth, you know that's that's the guy I'm always leaning towards on the receiving core. Uh and and that's that's about it. Deontay Johnson is a also a you know a deep flex option. Um yeah that's the most i could
0: do yeah that th- what you just said hurt my heart man yeah deontay johnson is a deep flex option <laughs> i know he was my bust of the year but this is oh that's tough
1: uh, yeah, i am man, gonna just take hasn't the, been there
0: just has not been there i'm gonna take the under when i thought this spread was six and a half i i picked the steelers to cover it um Screw it. Let's take the Steelers to cover one and a half, but we'll take New Orleans to lose or New Orleans to win the game. So
1: like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Alvin Kamara, definitely an RB1 option. Uh, Chris Olave, high-end wide receiver two. Andy Dalton, this is interesting, right? Because when you look at the season long numbers, or the you mm-hmm. not even the season long numbers, if you just look at recent weeks, Pittsburgh looks like a great matchup for quarterbacks. But if they get TJ Watt back, like I don't want to play Andy Dalton, Right. So if you are in a two quarterback league or you you need help at the, at the quarterback position, you know, with guys like Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and and now Matthew Stafford, uh, potentially being questionable or highly questionable in some cases, uh, for the, for their games, Andy Dalton is only an option for me if TJ Watt doesn't play. Do you, is that something you agree, disagree with Greg?
1: Yeah, he, DJ Watt is such a difference maker. He's already the best player, defensive player in football. Um, he will create – he, like, changes possessions for his team. So, I think uh, he will the, affect them at least for sure, his cap, his upside.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I would stay away from Andy Dalton in that situation. But on the Pittsburgh side, you know, I think with the bye weeks, Najee, I, I got him ranked as an RB2 this week, uh, you know, with uh, – you know some of the bye weeks and, and matchups and things like that. Uh Jalen Warren has been talked about as potentially getting more touches. Now like do you really want another piece of the Steelers offense? Ooh. Uh, it's tough. But I'm not gonna lie I had to play him. I gotta play him in two leagues uh because I'm I'm hurting your boys hurting, so I had I, I had no choice. I was like, "Oh, Jalen Warren. That's exciting. I got got excited (laughs) about that. Like that's, that's the state of where we're at right now. Um, But there's been a lot of buzz. He's another guy, the drum, the drum beats getting louder of the beat. And even Mike Tomlin spoke to it a little bit of getting him more involved in the offense, getting him potentially more touches. So maybe, and again, the chase Claypool thing, those targets have to go somewhere, you know, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, pat fire move they're not going to absorb all of that 20 percent target share that pickens is leaving behind so Jalen warren Najee harris i think they absorb some of that and then deontay and pickens i agree man i mean they're both in the same boat for me in in terms of in terms of where i have them ranked um and both of them are going to be wide receiver three slash fours you know guys that i'm, I'm not really excited to play but i i will play if if i'm desperate essentially
1: yeah, I mean, Deontay's got five receptions in four straight weeks. So you're, you're like, he's giving you like eight to nine points a game, pretty much. That's what you what you're, you're expecting. That's fine. Yeah, but definitely.
0: Yeah, I, I miss the days where he was getting like 13, 14 targets a game. <laughs> miss those days.
1: He's getting he, he's getting high target numbers in games. They're just not. They're coming from like bad quarterbacks, really, like really bad <laughs> quarterbacks.
0: Remember how mad we used to be at big Ben.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Anyway. Uh, anything else you want to add to this matchup, Greg? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Right. Let's move on to this next one. The three and five Cleveland Browns traveled to Miami to take on the six and three Miami dolphins. This game has a 48 and a half point total where the Miami dolphins are four point home favorites. Weather is okay in this game in terms of injuries for Cleveland David Njoku, the tight end, uh, who's been out since before the bye. He's been a DMP Wednesday and Thursday with that ankle injury. So it's probably likely that he will not play. Linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, he was a DMP with a knee injury. And then for Miami, they have a bunch of guys questionable, but nothing that you know really is concerning from a fantasy perspective. Greg, where do you lean on this matchup?
1: On this game, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over. Uh I'm gonna take Miami to cover and Miami to win. Um I think this could be a high scoring game. Just Miami's been in the in the big time overs, it's been Miami involved a lot of the time. Uh so I think it continues this way. Jacoby Purset uh on the Cleveland side, you know, we, we both like Jacoby Purset. He's just streaming the week. He's got a solid matchup, very great matchup here, actually. So he should uh be in QB one territory. I think he's got that upside. Nick Chubb, monster RB1 this year. Um, he's been just money every week. Uh he's you know continued to just dominate and get get touchdowns. So uh play him as RB1. Mark Cooper, uh, I think he's got wide receiver one upside in this one as well. Uh People Jones, he's got some flex value uh because of the the high scoring affair that this could be uh on Miami side, Tua, QB1, um Tyreek Hill, Jalen Warren, both high upside wide receiver ones. They're both top. Seven top five plays every week. Um, it's there. they've been money all year. Uh, as far as the running game, um, Raheem Morsert as probably the one I can trust the most as RB three, and that's about it. I mean, Mike Osecki, I could possibly play him as a tight end. I think he, 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 you know, he could be a, a streaming value tight end.
0: You could talk me in a It's possible. Yeah.
1: Awesome.
0: yeah. Uh, I will take the over here. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover. I'm going to take Miami to win. You know, we are in agreeance. Jo- Jacoby Brissett, he's a QB1. Uh, Nick Chubb, he's a an RB1. Amari Cooper, 100%, a wide receiver one. The volume has been there. The targets have been there. The touchdowns have been there. Might be a little hot takey. But I think Donovan Peoples Jones is in wide receiver one territory this week as Ooh, well. Um, okay. Yeah, he's he he's he's been balling as of late, hasn't scored a touchdown, but he's he's been um you know very productive. So if he's available in your league, you know, he's definitely a guy that I would I would look to. Um I know he's not available in, in most leagues, but if he's available in your league, you know, I definitely would be willing to play him, especially in this matchup here. Um and then Njoku. This is a great matchup here for the tight end. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get to see it. Harrison Bryant has been disappointing to say the least in in his opportunities that he's been given, but the matchup here is great. I mean, we saw what Cole Komet did, you know, uh, last week, and Miami allows the second most fantasy points to the tight end position. Fifth second most PBR points to the tight end position over their last three games. So if Harrison Bryant, if you're desperate at tight end, you know, I picked them up in Scott fishbowl today cause I, I needed a tight end, uh, with, with two of my tight ends on by. So, uh, yeah, I think he definitely makes some sense there. Cause again, Njoku has a great and had a great matchup and I was ready to make him like the tight end one on the week. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, for Miami, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver ones. Um, you know, Tyreek's going to have that crazy upside, and uh, Waddle still has his upside as well. So definitely roll those guys out there. And then naturally, two is going to be a QB one. And then at the running back position, uh, I'm leaning Jeff Wilson.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Nah, Jeff Wilson, for sure. <laughs> I'm definitely on board with Jeff Wilson. He, he's, okay. He's a- He's rb two for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got Jeff Wilson as an RB2 with Mostert being a, an RB like a, a distant RB3. Uh maybe a little lower end RB3. Um but yeah, that's really it for me in this game. Yeah. Um all right, let's move on to this next game here. The 7 and 1 Minnesota Vikings travel to Buffalo to take on the 6 and 2 Buffalo Bills. This game has a 43 and a half point total. Where the Bills, they they were larger favorites, but now it's dropped down to three and a half. I believe they were as high as six or six and a half, something to that effect. But now they're three and a half point favorites. Uh, In terms of the weather, there is possible rain in this game. In terms of injuries, uh, for Buffalo linebacker Matt Milano, he's limited with an oblique. Uh, Safety Jordan Poyer, he was DMP with an elbow. Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker, he was a DMP with a groin and a heel. Josh Allen, back-to-back DMPs with that elbow injury. I truly do not believe that he plays. Um, but, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see how as this one progresses. Uh, Trey Ru- Trey White, the cor- the cornerback, he's quite not ready, according to head coach Sean McDermott. So I uh, don't expect him to play on Sunday. For Minnesota, Cam Dansler, he was a DMP with an ankle. That's a cornerback. And the wide receiver, Adam Thielen, he was limited with an ankle. And they have a bunch of other guys questionable in this matchup. As I touched on previously, we this is one of two matchups where we have – that involves an NFC North team, or the last one involved two NFC North teams. But we have two brothers, both playing on the same side of the ball, playing in this game, at the same position, just like we did in the previous game. Quite interesting, wow. NFL. Uh, this time we have running backs, Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings, and – rookie james cook for the buffalo bills so again things that intrigue me um about just storylines and things of that nature but for buffalo if alan can't if Allen can go he's an obvious quarterback one maybe you downgrade his passing a little bit or the deep passing game but i think it potentially might lead to him i don't know maybe running the football a little bit more um not really sure what the mechanism would be there if you know they want to expose if they could potentially expose him to more shots and things like that so that's something to keep an eye on but uh he's still a qB one in my book if he goes which I, I don't think he does but uh Stefan Diggs he's a wide receiver one no matter what uh Devin Singletary he definitely gets a bump if allen can't go uh and the more I think about it I have James cook down as an in, in you know a stash potentially but if you're desperate I think if allen doesn't go, we talked about this becomes like a, a more traditional offense where they could actually support multiple running backs and so James Cook has some deep league value I think in this in this matchup here if Allen can't go and then Gabe Davis I think he's probably he's probably limited to in my opinion even if Allen does go because of what it means for the deep ball right like I don't think that they're going to be throwing the deep ball as consistently, and and maybe um, you know, Gabe Davis suffers because of that. So I would probably look to pivot if I could afford to. Uh for Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one, TJ Hawkinson, uh, major tight end one in this game. Uh Dalvin Cook, an RB one, and then Kirk Cousins is uh I think he's more playable. Obviously, people are afraid of the matchup. I don't think the matchup's as scary on paper, or you know, as scary. When you look at what's been going on the last few weeks with all the injuries that the Buffalo defense has had. Um, but if if Josh Allen does go, then he's he's I think he's more playable because then we get to the upside. Um, you know, yeah, that we might be to looking for in that matchup. But uh Greg, where, where 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 are you going with this matchup here?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the over here. Actually, I'm I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take uh the under and take the Vikings to cover, but the Bills to win. Um, on the Bills side, uh, Josh Allen, if he's able to go, obviously we know who he, you know, who he is. He's a QB one. If he's not able to go, uh, Case Keenum, I uh, think you know he has super flex value. Uh, I think if you're the Josh Allen manager, you probably can make that quick pivot to him. Uh, you know, not expecting Josh Allen production, but you, he's not going to kill you. Um, so he does impact the running game. Devin Singletary, like him, um, as well as you know, we'll see. I would still stash Naeem Hines to see what the usage is going to be with him. I mean, they, they didn't trade him for – they wanted to use him when they traded him, so eventually that that usage should come. Um, uh, receiver, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver one. Gabe Davis, I agree with you. He's you know, still that boom and bust wide receiver three, but the, the boom might come a little less because the shots will be a little less as well. Um, and as far as the Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins, I do like him. Uh, he's a mid-tier QB1 – uh, I'm sorry, borderline QB1. I still think he can uh, put up some points here. Dalvin Cook, RB1, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one for sure uh, as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for that one matchup where basically I'm looking for the Buffalo when Buffalo plays Dallas. So that's two brothers on the opposite side of the ball can play each other. And they, they can cover each other. like so They can play against each other. So, so I need that.
0: Uh, we're not getting that for a while.
1: When do we get nah, that? The last time they played was 2019. So it's soon. Oh, though. it's soon. Yeah, Probably like next year, sure. yeah. Ooh, I can't wait.
0: That's gonna yeah, be, be that's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be fun. Um, we do have a question from Ghostly Wolf Thirty. Which three of these four do I start? Saquon, I'm assuming Barkley, well, Walker, assuming Kenneth, etn, assuming um, Travis, and then Patterson, assuming Cordero. You have a great fantasy.
1: You're team. in like in a ten team league or a five team league or something like that. That's, yeah, oh or you're really good. I need dude. to be that in that league. Yeah. 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 Or, Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, yes. Yeah, that's a good tonight. problem
0: to have. Greg, where are you? Where are you leaning here? I know. I know where I'm going, but
1: if I have to cut one, I, I, I got to cut Cordell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cordell for me. Easy. I'm yeah. not even
0: really thinking about it. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, you know, he, he's going to play. You want max
1: upside, play. max points. You, you want the first three. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those first three names you even knew because the way you listed
1: them. <laughs> 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 word. <laughs> word yo i mean th- those first three guys could get 25 points easy. a piece a piece yep you get 75
0: points between these three guys right here yep. in a ppr league yep so yeah i would definitely play them uh the last matchup that we recovered today before uh for all the 1 p.m games Oh, thank God it's not in prime time in our island game. <laughs> the three and five Denver Broncos. Yeah, we haven't spoken about Russell Wilson in a while, you know. I'm just saying by week, you
1: know. Uh, you know we've had a little break.
0: Denver Broncos travel to Tennessee to take on the five and three Tennessee Titans, where this game has a 39 and a half point total, and the Tennessee Titans are three-point home favorites in terms of injuries. Well, weather's okay, but in terms of injuries for Denver. Baron Browning was a DMP with a hip injury. Justin Simmons was a DMP with a knee injury. Center Floyd, or Lloyd Cushenberry was placed on the injured reserve. And then they have a bunch of other guys questionable. And on the Tennessee side, Derrick Henry, back to back DMPs. Uh, not sure what the injury is. If it's, I, I want to say I saw foot somewhere, but I don't know if I'm just confusing that with last year because I know he spent, you know, was out with a foot injury. But back to back DMPs. From what I've gathered, it seems like it might be load management. Uh, he, he was available talking to the media and things, so not really sure what the deal is there, but definitely be on the lookout. Dontrell Hilliard uh, is his backup, but he's also on the injury report with a groin injury, so uh, I think Hassan Haskins would be the next name after that. But uh, Jeffrey Simmons, he's a DMP with an ankle. Uh, Zach Cunningham, he's DMP with an elbow. Amani Hooker was a DMP Ryan Tannehill dealing with an ankle is, is limited. And then Traylon Burks, the rookie wide receiver uh, and t- the Titans need him like receivers. They, they need them. Uh, he was designated to return from the injured reserve with his foot slash toe injury. And they have a bunch of other guys questionable. Greg, where are you going with this matchup?
1: Taking under taking Tennessee to cover Tennessee to win. um, yeah, this is a, this is a Derek Henry game written all over it. I mean, on the Tennessee side, um, I'm really just trusting him. Uh, and that's, that's really, it. it's really the only person I can use as a, as a piece. Uh, and then on, <laughs> I'm trying to talk more for, just to give Tennessee some time, but that's really about it on the Denver side. Um, it's also rough, uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Greg Dolchich. I don't know how they do it, but they seem to be options that you know could come through, uh, could get touchdowns. Um, and so I see Corner Sun and Jerry Judy as both low and wide receiver twos. Um, one of them could they seem to be alternating weeks. So uh we'll see who who, who ends up with the better week this week. And then Greg Dolcich being a borderline tight end one, not a tight end one option, not border, even borderline mid tier at this point. And that it's even hard to trust the running game with all these bye weeks like might have to throw out mobile corn into it like or uh so but i'm not proud of it so that's it
0: yeah there's not much to say on this game we're taking an over taking tendency to cover taking tendency to win uh russ is a borderline qb1
1: um
0: like very borderline qb1 jerry judy i think i lean him over sutton he's been just better the last three weeks has a 25 Mm -hmm. target share in that time span of sutton's 19 target share uh so you know, I think they're both great options, and like you said, it could flip-flop at any given moment, but I'm just mm-hmm. going based off the recent history. I, I'm leaning Judy there. Greg Dulcich, he's he's a tight end one. You know, talked about him, you know, uh, all week. Uh so, you know, for three weeks now, we've talked about him. And then at running back, Latavius Murray and Melvin Gordon, they're, they're both RB3s with limited upside. I'm going to lean... Latavius Murray there he's been the more efficient back the more productive back uh, so I, I will lean his way but remember Chase Edmonds got added to that backfield so now it probably just creates an even bigger mess and then on the Tennessee side yeah I'm, I'm with you it's Derrick Henry 100% of the way there's no one else I want to play this matchup is great by the way I mean we I've, I was picking on Denver before they went on by you know Brees Hall had a big game before leaving with an injury Travis Etienne had a huge game uh, and Derek Henry's coming off like some monster performances. So yeah. I, I would imagine yeah. that he takes advantage of this, of this matchup for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. Easy. Um, but if he can't go, I'm not interested in anything. I don't want it. I don't want it. Give me Denver uh, yeah. to cover. Give me yeah. Denver to win. <laughs> you know, I, I want nothing to do with Tennessee.
1: It All
0: right. Well, Everyone that wraps up our show for this evening. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you. We break down the remaining slated games. There's 4 PM game. Or give out our starts of the week and play some get money where five and four right now. Uh, I took a lead last week. I thought I was going to lose. Uh, but I got it done I forget who it was that got it done for me I'll look back at that later but uh, anyway Greg anything you else you want to add before we close this one out
1: nah man hopefully we get this money tonight Thursday night football week 10 off right you know
0: gotta start week 10 off right I, I expect us to be in here on Saturday reviewing Thursday night football talking about how those podcasts fit. again if you didn't hear them go back and listen uh, again can't win them all We've been close to one of them all, so go back and uh, and check it out for Thursday night. And until next time, have a good one, everybody. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you on Saturday, and we're out of here. Peace.
1: Yeah.